Hey guys, welcome to JL's podcast. This is Honest Chat and um, if you're new, welcome. If you're returning as well, welcome. Love to hear your thoughts and your feedback. Um, so feel free to get in touch with me. Feel free to leave a review or a rating. I would love to hear your questions as well if you've got any feedback. Apart from that, let's jump straight into this month's episode. Thank you. Okay. Uh, oh, you would have already had that. Did that register yeah. all right? Yeah, yep. registered. All right. right. That's registering really well. Okay. Okay, Alex. Thanks for doing this. You're welcome. I don't even. I don't even. I remember pain or suffering or something being in there. I don't remember yeah. what else. Pain, suffering, sovereignty of God. Okay. Um, and the last one, which I will bring up here, is God's providence mm-hmm. through the suffering. Yes. Uh, have you suffered much? Suffered a little bit. Not nearly as much as some other people. Yeah. But, um, yes. What's your take on what what influences or the origin of human suffering is? Oh, <laughs> the origin of human suffering. Yeah. So I was thinking a little bit about this on the way, not yeah. deeply, but... You know, since you bring up the origin of human suffering, one of the things that I was reflecting on is that we have a tendency to think that every, not just bad thing, but obviously morally bad things come out of the fall, but that every unpleasant thing comes out of the fall, and that pain is actually not a result of the fall. Um, Yeah. Okay, you're going to need to explain that. So, we, when you think about it, pain is a necessary biological function to yes. alert us when something is wrong with our bodies. Yeah. Um, I, uh, you know, so I think Adam and Eve in the garden, mm. I mean, I think when they got a splinter, or banged a hand or well I, I I think we probably romanticize what does it mean to to have lived in our Edenic state I really think we aren't very realistic right. about that right. um, so yeah I, I would say that actually pain is just a necessary part of life I've also as I've thought about it you look at everything every good thing comes out of struggle mm. Yeah. Uh, so, it, it, we if we don't struggle, we don't grow. Right. We see it in nature, you know, the classic yeah. one of the butterfly coming out of the cocoon, yeah. the chick coming yeah. out of the egg. If they don't struggle, if you help them, they don't thrive, they might die. Yeah, that's right. And so, we, we see with, with people, kids with their immune systems, mm. if you keep them wrapped up in antiseptics all their life they have uh, compromised immune systems and you see it with resilience in young people Mm. you know we sort of tried to protect them so much that they don't have resilience and so struggle is part of the development of what it means to be a human being and i don't believe that's just a result of the fall i i think that is part of the way god has 
made the world. You're also talking to someone who doesn't take <laughs> the big first part of Genesis literally. Yeah. 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 So, um, I yeah I I don't you know I I don't have a firm conviction about how God made the world. I believe obviously I believe God made the world. I believe mm. out of mm. nothing. What that actually looks like and means, I don't know. I believe so in the meaning right. of Genesis yeah. that what that that account means, mm. but you know I don't believe in a literal six days yeah. which doesn't mean i believe in evolution it just means i'm i don't You're know still looking i don't know i don't well i sort of not worried actually you know i think <laughs> <laughs> god did it that's good enough <laughs> so but anyway what that means is i don't um i don't have this view necessarily that everything was honky dory and mm. and you know and poof all the bad stuff comes into being mm. um and so yeah um so that's the first thing with the origin of suffering mm. so obviously there is suffering that comes as a result of sin and our response to hardship yeah um that out of our brokenness then can lead to to suffering mm. uh you know obviously suffering through war through evil you know through yeah. um bad responses yeah. i think that comes out of the fall yeah but I think the fact that we go through hardship and experience pain mm. uh, is not a result of the fall. I mean, you even look at earthquakes, yeah. right? Earthquakes yeah. were a result of tectonic activity. If yeah. we did not have acti tectonic activity on Earth, we would not have life. Yeah. What do you do with that with earthquakes and stuff like that? Yeah. I don't know. But they impact quite a large number of people. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so uh, are you then making a difference between struggle pain and suffering i would are say you, they're all interlinked they're interlinked but yep. you're talking about them as like before you link them you are defining them separately. probably so i would say there. struggle is is yeah a hardship is uh, where there's something that is resistant against yep. us that we have to push through right. obviously that's a struggle yeah it's worth it pain i think is that uh physical and emotional pain you know the the unpleasant the danger mm. i mean that's what pain is it's a it's a red light there is danger here there is something wrong yeah um and and then suffering i think can come as a result of those two things um i would say suffering we normally i think associate suffering with un um unnecessary pain yeah or you know uh, where we don't have any say in it so Mm, yeah. You know, we might say an athlete uh, going through rigorous training or a soldier or anyone doing something rigorous where they experience pain. Um, people who, you know, just the jackass sort of thing where they're experiencing pain. We don't say they're suffering no, because they have chosen that. Yeah. It is that struggle and pain their experience helps them grow, but yeah. it's not really suffering. Whereas, you know, obviously someone with cancer or... Um, a victim of abuse or something like that and the suffering they go through as part of that yeah. uh yeah um yeah. yeah you know i'd be more inclined to say then that that is a result of evil but maybe it's not all either yeah. in either case i think god uses and, it but and then how yeah. do you define evil right <laughs> <laughs> yeah uh, terms <laughs> yeah 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 no it's, it's definitely important to define terms isn't it i think it is to make sure that you're all on the same page yeah, as the people that yeah. are listening to. Um, okay, so 
So some suffering is controllable, mm-hmm. would you say? Yes. Um, what about pain? Well, pain, um, physical pain, of course, some physical pain is controllable. Uh, and I think in regard to physical um, pain, mm. obviously, we, we experience physical pain because there is something wrong. Yeah. That's what it's there for, yeah. so that we can deal with it or compensate. Yeah. Uh, you know, we walk with a limp or something like that to That's take right. pressure off a... Uh, emotional pain, I think, is a, a similar thing. Mm. But in both cases, it's how, how we, we deal with it, how we respond to it uh, is, you know, part of, part of our growth, I think. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, well, say the question again. I go down these little <laughs> tangents. Uh, no, you, you, you clearly answered it. Yeah. So uh, pain is, is necessary. Mm. Would you agree as well then that you c- we can't escape struggle as part of our development? Oh, I think so. Yeah. I think if we if we try to short circuit that, then we come out stunted. Obviously, there's a range of optimal pain. If you go beyond something, children who experience massive trauma in childhood, obviously yeah. that's not healthy. Yeah. That affects them as well. So. Yeah. Uh, I'm not talking about that. You know, I was reading something they said in um, Syria where kids have grown up with all this bombing and stuff Mm. like that. They were saying just the sort of fear chemicals that flood the brain constantly. They said for adults with a developed brain, you know, you develop, you go through that, you go back to normal. But for a developing brain, that becomes normal. And, you know, so obviously that's not healthy uh, at all. And that's an extreme case. Um yeah. But I think in terms of uh, just the normal, healthy run of the mill, you know, kids, I mean, whether it's in the playground and not trying to make things too safe for them physically, mm. whether it's, you know, having having to deal with, um, okay, I was going to say bullying in, in today's, you know, th- this day and age, it's probably a bad example. But, you know, a certain amount of all the kids don't have to like you. Yeah. You know, people are going to be mean. And when I was growing up, you know, the saying, sticks and stones may break my bones, but names will never hurt me. Now, of course, that's not really true. (laughs) But it did say something in that there was a certain amount of resilience. You would just expect it. Just get over it. That's going to happen. You know, and you learn to deal with that. Some people learn to deal with it better than others. And part of dealing with it, of course, isn't just, well, you go through it by yourself. You go through it, and that person over there may ha- hate me, but I've got a group of friends. I've got That's safe right. places I can re- retreat right. to. I can unpack it. I can process it. Yeah. I can get away from it if I need to. But mm. I still need to be able to develop this thing that not everyone's going to like me. Mm. Uh, you know, uh, there's things in the wild, you know. I mean, people living in Africa or, you know, have to yeah. deal with, you know, if you're in That's a village, true. lions and, That's you know, true. all that sort of stuff. That's part of life. We don't get that in the West. We just get nasty people. <laughs> yeah. There's a lot more relational pain in our society. Yeah, there is. Just, yeah. Um, I would say the majority of the pain that we experience is actually relational. Yeah. In the West. Um, uh, yeah, that's right. And, like, I don't know, like, for me, it's, it seems like there's a lot more talk that this is one of the loneliest generational eras that we've I been in, so. even though we're so much more connected. <clears throat> um, 
or it seems that we're so much more connected, but relationally we're very bankrupt. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, absolutely. And the pain, you know, like you talk about emotional pain, that's probably the biggest amount of pain that people are experiencing in the West. I don't know. I think so. I feel like it's connected to to the mental health problem as well that we've got, which is just completely out of yeah you know out of control right now. Yeah. <laughs> uh, what do you make of that? Because I see you have really good relationships. I mean, your family, your kids, you know, people, uh, pretty open. Yeah. Um, I'm sure you've come up against a lot of it. Um, how have you dealt with all this? Um, yes. That's it. We are okay, back. great. All right. Um, so, what do I think? The where do I think it comes from? Um, so. Look, honestly, I see a lot of it just with the internet age, I think, is if I can pinpoint one thing that has changed our society more than anything else, I think it's Facebook and Twitter and particularly Facebook. Everyone's on Facebook, Mm -hmm. but it doesn't matter, social media, because... (laughs) Oh, look, I'm terrible. I I hate it. I keep... Yeah, I'm sitting around somewhere and um, I'll get bored and I'm like, oh, so then I download it to my phone and then a few days later I'm like, this sucks. It's killing me. So I delete it from my phone. (laughs) But I really, I I mean, I rely on it for communications and for publicizing things. But then you get on there and there's just some really unhealthy conversations and you don't have any relational context and even with people you do have relational context you're not face to face so you relate differently and that's one thing for me as a 50 year old who's grown up without it but if you're growing up in that environment you you know you lose the social cues Mm -hmm. people you know i've heard people say oh facebook friends are just as real as real life friends it's like no they're not (laughs) (laughs) wow the conversations aren't as real the you know um, I mean, if they're your real friends on Facebook, they're as real. But, yeah, you know, yeah, if, yeah. if they're only Facebook friends, that's it. They're, they're a pen pal right. at best yeah. um, without yeah. the depth because pen pals used to sit down and write a letter and talk and, you know, press mm-hmm. it in, in Facebook. It's just like, boom, it's yeah. gone. It's, uh, um, and uh, so I think the constant bombardment of information, we've got more immediate access to more information. Yeah. So there's a fear element in that as well. I just opened up my browser today. It goes onto the homepage and there's all these news stories. And I just thought, this wow. is really depressing. I need to change my homepage. Wow. Um, you know, so it's just, so it's these sorts of things that younger generation, well, that's just what, the way it's always been, but it hasn't always been. Mm. So my generation, mm. um, I grew up, so put this my early childhood we had a black and white tv it was a little screen yeah. uh come a certain time at night test pattern would come up there was no more tv on yeah you didn't have videos when i was very young yeah. uh you know we used records you, all this everything uh, was slower there was yeah. less information we just spend all afternoon after school on the street with our friends yeah. um right. i lived a couple of blocks from the beach so we just go to the beach without parental supervision (laughs) 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 you know there's no way that you would do that now but that was just it was a different era so you were more your neighborhood was more connected i don't know my neighbors now Mm. you know so i'm not blaming the current generation for any of this i don't know my neighbors um but back then it was just a different era so that's the era we've grown up in and then you get like my parents grew up 
because television didn't come to Australia till the was it the fifth late fifties or sixties. You know, so you get generations growing up. It, it was radio. No television. No. Yeah. And and when it came to Australia, I mean, it came to the cities, not to the country, mm, for a long that's time. Right. That's you right. know, so it's just yeah. a different era, and and so that information overload, the kind of you know, the the tabloid sort of whatever's going to get clicks. Mm. Um, you get the the lack of in-depth communication. Yeah. People are more locked up in their houses because you know you've got to arrange play dates with your kids and. Um, God forbid that you send them over <laughs> to know, someone's house. Sad. Well, no, well that, but send them over for a sleepover. Oh yeah. You know. Yeah. Now I would say that's always been an issue. We just didn't know in my day <laughs> that you know such and such as dad could be a predator. Thank yeah, God it never yeah, happened yeah. to me. Yeah. But you know we used to go on sleepovers and that sort of thing. Wow. So the whole you know social relational connection has changed, yeah. and so. Um, you know your your safe relationships aren't necessarily as strong yeah. and but the dangerous relationships and you know you see mm. what happens on mm. social media yeah. are still very toxic because yeah sticks and stones and well names will you know they hurt will, you absolutely um so yeah, yeah so i think that's really and then so you know i believe depression is on the rise i keep hearing arguments over whether suicide is or not but it's a huge problem nevertheless mm. uh and i think that's all interrelated it is. and what do we do about it i have no idea the internet's got not going away yeah um, and, and there's the whole idea of how and who is regulating yeah these things. yeah <laughs> 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 That's an question, that is. Good luck to the politicians oh, with that one. And, and it's constantly evolving. It's, it's yeah. unbelievable. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. So, um, one of the things that I've always believed is that suffering isn't always bad. Um, yeah. Just like pain isn't always bad, sometimes suffering isn't always bad. And, no, I agree. Um, I think that with regards to the pain that we experience in the West, and, you know, if we could. Narrow, narrow it a bit more to yeah. the Christian community, which is larger than just the West. There are people going through so much suffering and pain right yeah. now. Uh, I'd say probably the vast majority of Christians, more than the ones that are not going yep. through pain and suffering. Um, do you think that... What, what you, what's your thoughts on the the types of pain and suffering that Christians in a developed country are going through versus the pain that someone in Iraq or in, yeah. you know. Yeah. Well, obviously, if you're in a place where there's a lot of persecution or war or, you know, conflict or whatever, then you, you live with the fear of physical harm, um, of your loved ones being taken away, of you being locked up, all that sort of stuff. Yeah. Uh, but very often in those places, um, I think, you could probably tell me this better, but I think there is a higher level of social connection. Oh, incredible. So then, you, yeah. again, you've got the communal resilience that, that yeah. props each other up. Yeah. Uh, probably you'll, you'll have a deeper spirituality, both out of necessity, mm -hmm. you're desperate, but also because you don't have so many of the distractions we have in the West. Yeah. So I think that helps as well. Um, whereas in the West, I think our suffering is more related to social isolation uh, and so the mental health issues and, you know, what uh, related to that. Um, 
And then as we lose resilience, both socially and then individually, of course, mm. that just compounds the, the issues. Yeah. Uh, it's ironic, isn't it, given that... <laughs> You know, we have access to all this medicine. We have access to, you know, the best psychological services and all this sort of thing. Um, and it's not to say, of course, that people who are suffering in other in other places, you know, there might be the social resilience. They still need those other things. They're missing that. So mm. it can be more physical suffering and yeah. that. But I've always believed, and, you know, I guess it's my experience, you can, you can, you can live through anything if you've got joy and you've got hope. Right. And and joy is independent of your circumstances, mm. particularly as a Christian. Yes. Um, you know, there. I mean, obviously, there's a level of suffering where anyone's going to sink. But you know, God gives us grace, yeah. and I've seen it with my mother. Yeah. You know, she's had just chronic back pain forever. Mm-hmm. Um, she didn't have more kids because of her back pain, and now she's well into her seventies. Wow. Uh, had you know surgery for it and that sort of thing, um, but you wouldn't know if you don't know. And even as a son, you know, it wasn't the, a little while ago. My wife says, "Oh, your mum's in pain today," and she mm-hmm. was just my my wife works in aged care, so she works around people in pain. But she could just tell from the little facial expressions. You yeah. know, when you're in pain, there's these things that an untrained person might not recognise, but yeah. she. And I just I thought, yeah, that's my mum's life, but you wouldn't know it from her disposition. Wow. You know, um, she's a uh, she's a godly woman, so yeah. she just has the Holy Spirit in her, and that's what yeah. comes out. Yeah. Um, wow. And you know, see that with many Christians mm. who uh, live with physical pain, or they live with tragedy in their lives, yeah. and uh, they radiate Jesus. Um, so that's a huge challenge yeah. to me. Yeah. Why joy and hope? Well, for me, I guess I'm coming from a, a, a subjective thing. I think hope we need we need to be able to have to be able to see the light at the end of the tunnel. There needs to be something beyond our present circumstances, right. uh, whether that's in this life or the next. Mm. Um, otherwise, why? What? What do we? You know, why suffer? Why not just end it? Uh, if, if this is all it is, why not just end it? Yeah. But if there is something beyond, then I can at least endure it. Yeah. Um, and joy, because I think ultimately that's probably a mental health issue, actually. Uh, look, you know, people who are perfectly healthy have everything, but depressed. You know, we see rich people, they take their own life, and it's like, what was that about? They had everything. There was nothing wrong with them, but they're yeah. not happy. Yeah. And you get the poorest people who have nothing, might be living with pain, but they're happy. Yeah. And it's, you know, it's joy yeah. is the fuel of life. That's true. Um, mm. You know, it goes, it's deeper than pain. It, yeah. So. Wow. Um, and so this whole idea of looking beyond, beyond our, our present circumstances with hope, because I think that hope is one of the most powerful mm attitudes that you can have at any point in time it, um, for me I think it, it, it really shows how, how long and how much you can endure so do you think we have a lot of things to give us hope outside of the Christian context 
Um, yeah, so there's a lot of, um, and I guess, again, in the West, we sort of, this is part of the danger, isn't it? Mm. Uh, so there's a, a very shallow sort of the things we look forward to. That, yeah. That's hope. Hope is um, looking forward to something that isn't real yet. Mm. Um, you know, so it can be, you know, good things. I look forward to seeing a friend who's yeah. coming home, coming yeah. back to, you know, family, whatever. Uh, I'm looking forward to the end of the work day. <laughs> you know, but of course, then there's the, um, I think, with our consumerism, you know, mm. we're looking forward, oh, the next game, computer yes. game coming out or, or whatever it is. You know, that... Sport game. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Zing. <laughs> Um, uh, you know, and that's where we live from this, you know, moment to moment, the shallow, you know, yeah. this part of us knows this isn't real. Yeah. Yeah. And, yeah. you know, and of course there's a level where that's okay, yeah. but then there's a, if that's what's keeping us going and it's out of perspective or whatever, that's really, you know, that becomes dangerous. Yeah. Uh, it ultimately leads to despair because we're putting in our, our hope in something that, Either, you know, so relationships are, are important, mm. um, but they come to an end, yes. you know, whether someone moves away, they die, you have a falling out, you can't, you know, so you need them, but you can't make them the foundation of yeah. your reality. Yeah. Um, and of course, a lot of what we do in the West with, you know, the experiences or the consumerism or whatever, that's, that's just empty. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, uh, it's and again, it's not wrong to do those things. We just have to put them in perspective and, you know, know what purpose they serve and yeah. don't and don't let them consume us and don't mm. found our lives on them. So what, what about the um, for the Christian brother and sister who struggle with hope um, and maybe they're living in this perpetual yeah you know, the next this or the next that keeps them you know seeing the friend it keeps them in the game but because um, it seems to me like the kind of hope that is needed for the types of suffering that we're going and especially relational suffering because that's that's core to who we are you yeah. can't exactly quantify it but when you have it you know it yeah like you have um and so it seems like the the level of hope that's needed for the level of you know perhaps loneliness and mental health yep. is quite immense um now i know for a fact that really in australia currently there's there isn't we don't really have anything that can be explained by the sciences philosophy or whatever else uh, that could actually help people have that kind of hope yeah because the deficit is incredible um, yeah but in the Christian context, for a person who is following Christ or is starting to follow Christ and been following Jesus for a while, um, his hope is specific, right? Yeah. Um, can you expand on that? Yeah, okay. So, um, obviously, so if we're talking in the Christian context, of course, our, ultimately our hope is of heaven. Hmm. Um, to Yeah. To use a shorthand without going all theological about. <laughs> do go, do go. Do oh well, I mean, you know, I'm, I'm talking. We we talk about heaven. The reality is, I don't think we spend. And this is probably a deeper hope. I don't think we spend eternity in heaven. I think eternity is going to be heaven on earth, mm. new heaven, new earth. Yes. Jesus comes down, rules here, fixes it up. Mm. So I mean, um, it's it's a hope for all creation, actually. Yeah. Um, yeah, so so we have that hope. 
and you know so we know that death is not the end mm. um, uh, you know so if you're for I think who was it was it the cynics or something um, or the Stoics death was an escape from life yeah. and you know if you were suffering that much it makes sense and it does but death is in the end whereas for us it's actually the doorway to something better so we have that hope but you know every Christian has that hope uh, what is it that some people seem to live in it more strongly than others I think it's probably focus and relationships so again we've got all these distractions in our life look I know I'm putting my hand up you know for this that it, it, it's there's so much it's easy to get distracted it's easy to get distracted by good things let alone unhealthy things yeah. i won't say bad because you know we're not necessarily talking about sinful things mm. um but uh you know so then we we lose that focus on our relationship with god yeah. and what is heaven if it, heaven is where where god is That's right. and and so if our hope is of heaven where God is, and we're not really cultivating our relationship with God, mm. it's not going to really be as fantastic. Yeah. And yeah. so, you know, it's, oh, what will heaven be like? And, you know, we use analogies like, oh, think of your favorite thing. It's going to be better than that. <laughs> you know? I like that. I, like, you know, yeah. I think of food. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, um, you know, the, the, uh, the problem of that is that now I don't think it's going to be sitting around in clouds playing harps and you know <laughs> worshipping God um, 24-7 the way we think about yeah, it yeah that's right like one big long never ending church service <laughs> 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 with only the music um, so I don't think it'll be like that but it is a life lived fully in the presence of God mm. and mm. Um, you know so if that's your anticipation if that's your anticipation and you're living that in this life, in, in effect, actually, what's happening, you're not just living with hope for the next life. Heaven is already invading earth, and that power starts to fill you. And, you know, so you're both living heaven on earth, even if it's hell around you, um, as well as being pulled towards that ultimate destination when the earth and heaven and earth is renewed. But if you're not, and you're just sort of like, Christianity is my insurance policy and I live <laughs> I just keep living you're not living in hope and you're not you know you know heaven isn't manifesting in you yeah um, and so it's not going to be as strong no, it's not. Yeah. yeah and in fact you may be living a double life because That's Jesus true. said where your treasure is there your heart will be also yes and if you're investing your treasure down here that's where your heart's going to be mm. Mm. That's not hope. That's yeah. very true. Yeah. <laughs> very true. Um, so one of the other things as well is um, when you start talking about God in the midst of suffering, um, it gets a little bit touchy. Yeah. A lot of people. Um, yep. And it's hard to it's hard to reconcile, I suppose, given our limited understanding, obviously of why suffering specific kinds of sufferings yeah. are happening where it's happening who it's happening to how it's happening to. Yep. it's hard to reconcile that with God being sovereign yeah right um, and I mean there are so many there are so many people who are suffering and there are so many answers as well to to the different kinds of suffering and when you get down to the details um, but it's still within human nature to ask why. 
Yeah, absolutely. Right? It's, and it's an important question it's to us. important ask. question. Um, there are so many ways, though. Yeah. So I think there's a couple of responses to that. One is the philosophical response, which we'll yeah. just knock out of the way. And I like William Lane Craig on this. He's really developed my thinking a lot. Um, so, you know, uh, one of the questions is why, why didn't God create a universe in which there was no suffering mm. is one of it if he is sovereign yeah um and w you know what we can say is um so first of all god um god is more interested in our character and maturity than our comfort uh, William Lane Craig says he, we're not his pets. <laughs> you know, my dog. I just want to be happy. <laughs> he gets to sleep on the bed. He gets a scratch behind. You know, we let him get away with anything. <laughs> but he's a dog. He's got a short life. <laughs> and you know, and and that's just. But you know, for us, God doesn't just you know want us to be his pets to have a a happy life. He wants us to be mature and have a full life. And be made, and we're made in His image, and He wants us to grow up fully Absolutely. into the image of God, and that goes beyond just being happy and and not suffering. Mm. Um, and and so, given that, what are what are God's purposes? Yeah. Um, and which ultimately, I think the story of well, the story of the Bible tells us it is about humanity in relationship with Him, yeah. and. Yeah. There's too many unknowns here, but you know, as, as William uh, Lane Craig says, it is quite possible um, that God could not create a universe that accomplishes His ultimate goal, and that, and we're putting this actually, when we put it that way, we're actually talking about that actually accomplishes the greatest amount of good um, without suffering and without sin. That maybe to accomplish the greatest amount of good, uh, the only way was uh, maybe this is as good as it can get. Mm. You know, God may have been able to create a universe without suffering, but that may mean that the ultimate good isn't as good, isn't as ultimate. Um, you know, now you can say, well, I'm speculating, but yeah, I am. And we're talking about the the philosophical answer. So he'll say that actually in, in philosophical circles, the new atheists and stuff will talk about it. But he says, actually, the philosophical problem of evil and suffering has been solved. No one asks it anymore um, because um, it is altogether uh, um, conceivable that a perfectly good, loving, and a powerful God could allow evil yeah. for a greater purpose. Yeah. And now you can say, well, you don't know that. No, I don't. But we're talking about philosophically. The, the, the re there's not really an intellectual reason against... Yeah, you can go anywhere within. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, um, you know, I think that makes sense to me. But most people don't engage this topic on the level of philosophy it's yeah that's right I, this this hurts it sucks yeah. or i'm seeing you know the innocent child who you know we had in our church who yeah. dies of cancer yes. um and it's like why yeah. um and you know so i'm wired in such a way that ultimately i can say look i think god and and this doesn't just come out of a philosophical thing it comes out of a a trust that yeah i believe god is a good god and I believe that yeah. 
God is only going to allow what is ultimately good. Now, it may not be immediately ultimately good for me, but it will, you know, in, in this, I can't see it now, but ultimately that it will be for the good. And what what's the greatest good anyway? I mean, you know, I think, yeah, that's right. And I think um, it's not just happiness, but I think it does involve joy, you know, and, and maturity and those sorts of things. Um, 